0: Welcome to a very special edition of My Mic Sounds Nice, Chaos at the Capitol. We still are talking about health, relationships, and culture. My name is Timothy Jones, your host number one.
1: My mic sounds nice. My name is Kevin Williams. Welcome.
0: My mic sounds nice. This is
2: Aaron Lloyd from Freeport, New York. Welcome, fam.
1: Unprecedented unprecedented incidents bring my mic sounds nice together for a special episode on wednesday january 6th chaos at the capitol shook the nation to its core what lies ahead is still up for debate so today we're going to lean in on this debacle avoiding the true but trite if they were black comments and kind of help unpack this mess how we're feeling in the moment our biggest takeaway and does being patriotic have anything to do with what happened let's get it that's right Time to unpack this one.
0: What were some of your off the top thoughts and emotions seeing it take place?
1: Kind of for me, off the top, and I, I want to get this out of the way. Yes, we all understand that if it was black people, we know it would have been handled differently. We we know that, and I've been seeing that all over the place, every all over Twitter, all over social media, all these different things. We're going to definitely, we're just going to put that aside because we know that to be the case. But um. I, the thing that I just was alarmed. I'm, I'm, I'm totally alarmed that that they would. Uh, watching the videos of the police, basically escorting them out of the out of the facility, moving out of the way, letting them in, is uh, crazy.
2: Yeah, I, I I think that the people had clearly said that they were going to go to the capital are social media reports that long before that day, people want to storm the Capitol. And yes, for some people, Trump was the catalyst, but clearly, if you have pipe bombs and guns found at the in the building and in front of the DNC and RNC, people came with an agenda prior to that day. So to see The Capitol Police lay down when clearly someone in government had heads up prior to the incident is
1: shocking.
0: You know, it it just speaks to we have at least two ways of taking this, teasing this apart. The way that the police and authorities handled it and the actual individuals. Who did it? We also can add a third arm, the media, in how they and how they covered it. Uh, January 6 was not a surprise. Trump had been talking about January 6 at least a month out, if not further along. I think the sense of ownership of this nation where they didn't feel like they were doing anything wrong. That soundbite of the guy in Pelosi's office. like This is our desk. We loaned it to you. You weren't appreciative of it. It's taking it back.
2: There's a few uh, points I went and looked about what actually happened and afterwards because there's a lot of buzzwords being used, you know, Domestic terrorism, uh, patriotism, you know, what do you call the people who ran in the Capitol? You know, and there was a there was a split. Fox and C-SPAN called them protesters. CNN called them a mob and rioters. The Wall Street Journal settled on rioters. Uh, Eventually, most papers in America settled on mob or pro-Trump mob.
1: I, I think the media, they came around to, I guess, close to being what's right based on um, kind of where they stand on the political spectrum. And I, I'm, I'm glad that they were able to uh, be deliberative about their process and, and get to the right point. But it's also their process, which also they are participants in the fomenting of this, of, of what happened. It's not only Donald Trump. It's not only um, other things. Like I, I saw an article, I can't remember one of the conservative um, from the conservative news media when they talked about Mitch McConnell's speech before that occurred and how he talked about how they can't do this, you can't take away the election, this will be a death spiral for democracy, and they talked about how important and what a great speech that was by Mitch McConnell, and which happened right before, and then it just almost seemed prescient to. Uh, to what happened moments after, but the reality is, Mitch McConnell sat on the sidelines from November until January six, saying, "Well, we don't know who won, or you know, the president's going to he can uh, appeal, use all the legal processes to try to fight this, knowing well that it had been certified, even well after it had been certified by the uh, electoral colleges. Uh, I mean, well, it's been certified by each state, and they continue to allow this things to to exist, and then. As the media, they use kind of this both sidesisms. Well, this person, you know, well the right thinks this, and the left thinks that. They allow these people more and continuing to say this radical leftist agenda, and all of these things make the make the opposition other, and it's like they're not patriotic. It's like the right loves the country, and the left does not, and you see that the left is in control, and you feel like the left is in control we got to take out the left is the only thing. They're not thinking about the ballot box. Literally they're talking about the bullet and they came with bullets.
0: So to that point, the definition of terrorism is the unlawful use of violence and intimidation, especially against civilians in the pursuit of political aims. And then you have in December, a police guide in Iowa city, Talking about a prominent law enforcement training group is promoting the notion of Black Lives Matter being viewed as a terrorist organization. So words have power. So if you are labeling someone as a terrorist, then the way that you treat them is different than they're protesters, they're rioters. I would love someone to just dis- explain why those actions were not viewed as domestic terrorism yeah I I think we have to
2: get down to what these people's intentions were. They actually believed that they were stopping something that was completely wrong. Yes. They actually believed in their hearts that a their country was being taken over illegally and their actions were, you know, in earnest and good.
0: Which is a political I,
2: aim. It, abso- absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's not domestic terrorism. I, I, my thing is that I don't know if without full investigation and I'm concerned with people like Nancy Pelosi calling for people to be fired, you know, and saying that, you know, the Capitol police, you know, this was their issue. I think we need to find out. And I think there's probably enough blame to go around for everyone.
1: I mean yeah. I, I wanna be clear, there's a couple of things. Like one, the government, the police, the law enforcement, <laughs> they didn't take back the building. They just you know the uh yeah occupiers just decided to leave and I remember watching at one point as they were leaving and they were cl- climbing out the window and kind of walking down the steps you know my son said how, com- how come they're not arresting them like wh- why are they just letting them walk out the door
0: yeah I,
2: see that's a, another example <laughs> of throwing it
1: yeah, you know, it's like I—I it, I had no answer when I saw when I saw the video of the um, the one young lady. You know, and it's unfortunate that he was shot and killed. And I'm not cheering for her death. And I'm not 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 in any way. Cause it's it's tragic, and I don't feel happy about any police shooting. But just kind of watching that scene, how it all played out, watching police officers step away, like watching them step away from the door to to. Yeah. To allow them to break through the glass. I can't understand. I don't know. I'm no police officer.
2: We said we get into this word patriotism devotion to and vigorous support for one's country. That's the definition. I think that those people believe that they were doing that. So, so re- However, read that
0: definition again. I think it's worthy of repeating patriotism,
2: devotion to and vigorous support for one's country. I think those people actually believe that's what they were doing. However, they went into the nation's capital and stopped congressional proceedings to formalize the election of a United States president. They interfered with the nation's business. So while they might have felt patriotic, their behavior wasn't patriotism. Uh, and I I think one of the important things that we need to do is we need to demonize the behavior and not the people because what happens to young black men when we're shot is the same thing that happened to the uh, the female that was shot they, they begin to look into her past you know she had a problem with her boyfriend's ex-girlfriend none of that had anything to do with, with her death on that day her death on that day had to do with her inappropriate action in the Capitol building and made certain mistakes that unfortunately cost her life. So we need to understand that these people felt a certain way, they felt they were doing right, they were lied to repeatedly by people in power, people in authority, people who knew they were lies and said those lies anyway. Ted Cruz, he knows that Donald Trump lost that election fair and square. Lindsey Graham, he knows that. Mitch McConnell, he knows that. There isn't any scintilla of proof that that election was fraudulent or that anything wrong was done. Because once you demonize the human being, then they you take away their humanity, you rob them of their humanity, and then you can treat them however you want.
0: And thus, it's... Thus our
2: plight. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's a tactic that is used on blacks all the time through white supremacy system, and in particular with young black men.
1: Without a doubt. But While you're talking about demonizing um, the young woman that was killed, I saw a a tweet or a post by um, Sean King, you know, the activist. Yes. And he made a comment talking about how he thought it was a bad shoot. And it was... It shouldn't have happened. And he went over all of these different reasons. And I, I know the uh, I know the opinions vary with Sean King and his work and his comments and, and, and have you. But I just, I, I kind of found that interesting. To me, that seemed a little, uh, I, I I disagreed with him just because, you know, the person, the police officer was there to serve and protect. And you could see that the people in the video were right there behind him. And it seemed like he was protecting them. It's kind it's kind of, uh, little bit of irony in there that it was the black officer or at least it appeared to be what appeared to be a black hand which was holding the gun which wound up shooting uh, the woman and then uh, after all of that and you saw those uh, you saw a lot of things on social media of just the black people cleaning up the mess after they left so the Congress could come back into session so it was all the black workers cleaning sweeping mopping, Cleaning up the mess after the being uh...
0: and 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 being ex. Let's be real. Wednesday, January sixth was a super spreader COVID event. I found it interesting when you read the definition of patriotism that there isn't a kind of moral or ethical qualifier in the definition, which it, summarizing that to those individuals even breaking the law can be an act of patriotism because you're doing it for love of country. Yes. So it it, it is something to just as civil disobedience, just as you think about the, the late great John Lewis, uh and, and all of those that I mean we are here because of movements where it was un-American to have this dual system of treating us as a permanent underclass. So the pendulum swings both ways. And you thinking about social media, like the talk, It's a, I, I feel you that we got to demonize the act and not demonize the people. We can't just be like, okay, they need to be silenced because then it the pendulum can swing. And we just want to be able to have dialogue, be able to hear, hopefully get to the heart of the matter and find what makes us human. And what is worth holding on to. And so then community becomes that, because clearly we're missing the mark right now as a nation. It's up. It's.
2: Wow, those people. In that mob and we can call them a mob, large and disorderly crowd,
0: not goody mob.
2: <laughs> yeah bent on riotous or destructive action so they were a mob no one in that mob would uh, seem to extend those feelings to the left and and having patience and understanding and seeing their humanity and seeing that they have a point of view but until we get to truth back to truth in this country where when the sky is blue, we can all agree on the sky is blue. Until we can agree that when an election was won, it was won. Sometimes you just lose, and that's just the way it is. We have to start trying to get back to these basic, simple ideas about facts and truth and honesty. And until we do that, we're just going to have this chaos. And that's why it's extremely important to extend grace to people whose actions don't demonstrate that they deserve the grace. I see you
0: bring, bringing the humanity in. The way to bring, you know, me and Kev could be rebels, so that's why we yeah.
1: need you. Yeah, you're, you're definitely bringing a little more humanity than me. I, I, while I understand that on an intellectual level, I'm not saying I'm, I'm like here looking for for, uh, for blood, but I, I, I can't rock with a group that when they... There are times where they've lost the majority vote and they win the presidential election. And that's fine because that's the system that we have. Now, and that's already... That's already they've won it in... What they won it? In uh, 2000, they won that way where they had less actual votes. They had less actual votes in 2016, yet they were still president and that's fine. But now you want to have less votes, lose electoral college, and you still want to be president. So like, yeah, you just... You're just trying to change the rules just a bit too much for me. You know, we already know that there's already some issues and things around just the whole voting system and all. And we want to. Seems like you want to start counting disenfranchisement at a certain point. You don't want to talk about laws, rules, gerrymandering, all the other things. So, um, I'm 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 a little less forgiving, but nonetheless, I'm glad that nobody was hurt. When nobody was serious. Well, I'm glad that the the uh, the political leadership was not seriously hurt or injured. It's unfortunate for all the people that lost their lost their life. And um I'm hoping that as a country we can find uh we do a deep dive, we really look into what happened, explore like a 9-11 type commission, and we come up with some answers. All
0: right, so A, mm-hmm. hey, you in the booth, man. You know, you 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 could add your 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 comment as we mix it down. Okay, so
2: I think that we probably are not going to get all of the justice debts we need. And that's sad. And what justice we will get, uh, the FBI has said, could take a year to find some of these people. And what I hope doesn't happen is that there's a fatigue with prosecutors after we spend millions and millions of dollars on investigating this, (laughs) that people start getting trespassing charges and sent home with a slap on the wrist. You have to treat this with the utmost seriousness because yeah. if not, you know, who knows what will happen next. You know, you talk about the zip ties. It's hard to see why anyone could would bring zip ties other than bad intent. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I don't. There's no other explanation you can give me on why on why someone would bring zip ties. So there needs to be some accountability, and I hope that prosecutors stay true and it doesn't get to be a layup line where they just start handing out small uh, punishments just to get the work done.
1: Um, My my final thoughts are. This is America. Um, It's sad. It's sad to say. But I understand that America is forever changing, and it's something that it can be, and, and we want to push it to be something greater. But this is America. The three of us here, we are all descendants of slaves. You know, we, we, our families have been in America longer than probably a bunch of those people who are out there protesting. You know, our, our, our roots go even deeper, yes. deeper than that. And you know, just understand that the country that stole land from people. And exterminated them to take their land. The country that enslaved people, the country that fought, fought and killed each other to be able to maintain that, and then the one that just gave civil rights to people fifty years ago. Um, that, that's that's who they are, and I'm not saying that in a negative way. I just needed. I'm not. I'm not saying it to, uh, to just say that they're they're irredeemable, but I'm saying it to understand that what America is the You have to recognize that this is something that can occur. And the way that you resolve this, the way that you go against them, is you speak the truth. You have people that really advocate and advocate for for justice all the time. Everybody needs to be able to uh, have justice no matter where we stand on the political spectrum. And I'm hoping that, uh, you know, with truth and justice, we can
0: get there.
2: That is a true America. You're right about that.
0: Yeah, I would just say... uh malcolm's words of chickens coming home to roost crossed my mind a couple of times uh, i i was alarmed but not surprised and i just hope that this was a loud enough alarm to cause a reaction and another reaction where real healing and growth can take place uh i'm concerned about young people who were already close to feeling a sense of hopelessness when it comes to this america and what it can be uh, i don't want them to not put their hands on the plow you know i'm, I'm a huge proponent of the stronger we can become as a community. I think it strengthens us to be able to see ourselves as a part of the larger community. Like I can go into the world with a level of confidence because I know I'm part of Lufi. I can go into the world with a greater level of confidence because I know I have my family and these are communities that are smaller but are nearer and dear to me that as a Black community I want us to always work on being the best that we can so that we can step into this nation and take our rightful place. Facts. Well said. So, thank you for rocking with us in this special edition. Call it Chaos at the Capitol, AKA Organized Confusion, AKA The Scenario. AKA Annie up. And how about some hardcore? Because stakes is high. That's right. No doubt. Balloon mind state. <laughs>
2: this is Aaron. My mic sounds nice. Signing
1: off. This is Kevin. My mic sounds nice. We out.
0: Tim, my mic sounds nice.